Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Well, it is officially spring, score one for the good guys, which means warmer weather, which means you don't need as heavy a clothes. So maybe you may want to lighten up your wardrobe a little bit by head over to Leon Tailoring. That's right, maybe a nice spring jacket or maybe a nice pair of slacks or trousers or perhaps a nice spring dress uh, for the ladies in our audience. No matter what it is, Leon Tailoring can take care of all your spring needs. So spring on over Leon Tailoring. Larry, Norm, Kim, and Judy, happy to see you. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown. Indianapolis. A few the opening comments, but before we take any questions you might have, Secretary and I thought it was uh, important to at least be available to offer a little context on what is exactly occurring before our eyes over the next two to four days. Of course, there will be a lot of fun, uh, which we're, we're happy about. We like to keep the fun in our function and um, make a lot of progress along the way. Uh, I have the uh, extra benefit of having been in and around state government since uh, my early days working for one of my predecessors in 2005. And he rightly um, built the Indiana Economic Development Corporation to be a public-private entity and to be able to better compete for the jobs of the future. And when we look at the um, state of Indiana's economy right now and when we look at the performance, it really is unprecedented. Dating back to 2005, if you were to track the CapEx, the capital investment, into our state, 2005 through uh, when I was sworn in and came into office, we had two years where we did over $5 billion in CapEx through the Indiana Economic Development Corporation two years of that 12. We have done, um, since I was sworn in, over $5 billion every year. And this week we did over $5 billion in 72 hours. We are, you can break the news, but I think we're knocking on $14 billion uh, in CapEx. So we are more than um, exploiting the traction that we uh, enjoy. We are gaining momentum by the day. And that, that uh, puts some pressure on us to make sure that we skill up the workforce and continue to grow our population, uh, attract uh, more workers uh, that are appropriate to the jobs that we're after. Um, but clearly, our strategy is working. We're pickier than ever. Of course, we are... Um, our Hoosier hospitality extends to everyone that wants to come to the state of Indiana and do business. So we're not in the business of turning people away, but um, if you want to sit down and talk to us about the kind of jobs that we want to partner with you on with performance-based measures included, um, we're going to be looking at um, the secretary's strategy that he outlaid um, on his very first day. So we are very upfront about are you paying higher than county wages? Are you paying higher than the average state wage? Are you paying higher than the national wage? And if so, let's dance. And then it really gets down to what field are you in? How can we help you? How can we get our uh, world-class universities? Uh, we are so overly blessed in the state of Indiana to have Purdue and Indiana University and Notre Dame and Trine. And I'm going to forget them because we have so many, but um, our 30 uh, private colleges, smaller uh, colleges and universities, and then, of course, we've got the single largest uh, community college system 
in America and Vincennes University uh, to go along with Ivy Tech. And so this is the way that we're building um, the, the workforce for these future-oriented jobs. And you might just want to talk about the, the specific strategy, that 5E strategy that you rolled out, and then able to fill in the blanks with, I mean, I threw out $5 billion in 72 hours. We got another announcement coming up within a couple hours. Right. So the, the hits just keep coming, and it puts good pressure uh, on us all. Right. Well, thank you, Governor. Um, I, you know, I come from, um, I come in, I have the benefit of coming in um, to, uh, to public service um, with fresh eyes, and, and fresh eyes that leverage 38 years in business, um, in an entrepreneurial business and growing a business and, and all that that entails. And so, um, and, and when the, the governor suggested that uh, I uh, sign up for this opportunity, um, one of the conditions was, not conditions, one of the, one of the, the facts was that um, I've been a consumer of that product for a very long time. I've been a consumer of the Indiana business climate, and it's a good business climate. And so that was encouraging to me. And so, so showing up with fresh eyes and then showing up with a plan. And we, you know, I, I've, uh, I've uh, articulated our 5E strategy, and it's fairly simple, but there's a lot of detail underneath it. And, and so we have a target, and we have a, a mission that frames what we're doing every day, and that is shooting higher and running faster for all citizens of Indiana and raising wages and bringing in uh, industries that are going to be here in 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Um, we're a terrific advanced manufacturing state, um, and some of those businesses won't be with us in 10 years. And so we have to replace those with businesses that will and that are paying higher, higher wages. I think it's essential that we shoot higher as it relates to our wages and, and have a quality over quantity focus. And so we, we have uh, we've been doing the team I, at the IDC. I can't I can't uh, uh, rave about them enough. They are we're going to get the economy we want, not just accepting the economy that shows up. We're being deliberate about industries. We're being deliberate about sectors, and we're executing on our five E strategy around uh, the built environment, around entrepreneurship, around. In, uh, an economy of the future, building an economy of the future, about leading in the energy transition, then telling the Indiana story. And that's why we're here today, um, is telling that Indiana story. All good businesses have a marketing budget. All good businesses tell their story. Indiana's pretty humble in that regard. But if you, if you walk around the halls today and you see 30 countries um, you know, here talking about Indiana and saying, we love the way you guys operate. We, we trust the way you guys operate. You know, and then you, and you looked at two days ago with Stellantis and Samsung SDI uh, investing $2.5 billion with us. You can connect the dots of, of why we're having the traction. Um, so we've got a great product. We're shooting higher as it relates to wages, and we're leaning into an economy of the future. And it's working, um, and I'm just super excited about it. I, I'm super excited to be, uh, you know, out there um, telling the Indiana story and the reception we get on that story. And I think that is now uh, the governor's been doing it um, during his his term, but it's really translating into results for our economy. And I think we should be optimistic about that. And I'll finish with every good business has got challenges. Again, I've run a business, and I know if. Um, you, you always have challenges, right? Our state is a good business. I've said that before. Um, and it's got challenges, right? But 
you know, and it takes a village to uh, tackle those challenges. And I think we're open and candid about those those challenges. And, and Dave Ricks is, too. And, and, you know, he's such an asset to our community, to our state. So is Lily. And he's articulated that challenge. And then he, he stood up for that challenge with us yesterday and said, I'm, I'm on the team to tackle our state's challenges and make us better. So it's unrealistic to think if, if you're a winning team, you don't have any challenges. You're going to have them. And that's part of being a good business is that you're identifying the challenges and uh, you're tackling them. So um, I, I, the governor and I just wanted to paint the picture that, you know, $8 billion in CapEx last year. Um, we're, we're at $14 billion and five months into the first uh, into 2022 with demonstrably higher wages, which excites me because the, the jobs that we're creating um, are the jobs that, that are that are graduating seniors for Purdue and, and Rolls Holman and in Notre Dame. They can go work in these industries. So um, it's it's really a duty of ours to go provide those jobs and, and those opportunities for our young people. And I, and, and I can tell you those jobs are coming in at an average of over $34 an hour. Correct. And in 2005, we started at about $18 an hour. So we are outpacing um, uh, the number of years adjusted for uh, the cost of living. And that presents another challenge, which we love, and that's we're being hunted. And we're, we're raising the bar for the competition. And I can tell you, over the last three days, the number of people I've heard from outside the state of Indiana that's, that are saying, leave some for us, uh, we're not taking our foot off the gas. Uh, we're going to double down. We're going to invest more into getting sure the, um, the story or the narrative, the, the Indiana success story, uh, that we are an oasis for economic growth is out there around the world. And... What I've learned just over the course of, I don't want to say four hours, but we've been, we've been meeting with people since yesterday when they started arriving, um, is that there is a real sense, I picked up on this in Davos as well on Monday, but there's a real sense of urgency having gone through COVID. There was a lot of talk about a lot of the transitions that were occurring around the world and commitments, a lot of talk. But now, kind of having gone through COVID and some other challenges, the war in Ukraine and on Ukraine, um, this is prompting people to not just converse, uh, but to act and invest. And we're um, a beneficiary of that action. With that, take any question you might have. Well, the honest answer, Abdul, is that it matters to some and it doesn't to others. And, um, and we'll deal with that. We're obviously experiencing a lot of success right now. And we have to, uh, we, we fortunately have a great product to sell. I vetoed it because I thought it was addressing something that was already being addressed. And um, still there are no cases of the IHSAA. Um, not handling this properly, making sure that there was uh, the integrity of girls' sports competition was intact. Still is. And uh, that's just one of those issues that it's almost like you never know who doesn't knock on your door. And we lived through this with Right to Work. There were people that flew over our state 
because they weren't interested. And after right to work, we started getting a lot more doorbells and a lot more calls. And so um, our job is to make sure that we keep landing great opportunity for folks um, to, as the secretary said, so that Hoosiers are, are sticky, that when they go to one of our universities or colleges or graduate right out of high school and goes directly into a career, uh, that they stay here. And we'll, we'll deal with the facts on the ground as they are. Hope so. Uh, remains to be seen. There's work to be done locally, uh, but it's excuse me. It seems to be progressing. Uh, one of the things that another big factor in these deals that um, the secretary ticked off is um, the speed at which they're getting done. And there's not a week that goes by that he and I aren't sharing a news clipping or a or a, a news clip uh, from another state who's getting creative as well. And so uh, having readily available property, um, understanding how fast your zoning and permitting can go, understanding that the local and state are working together, understanding that that land is secured is a huge asset. And just like Howard County, who... Every phone call, every text, every conversation I had, they were on it. And I'm sure you had 10 times more than I. Um, the same is true with uh, Boone County. They are eager and excited about the quality of careers that are coming their way. If I may jump in on that, Governor, a um, couple points. So, yes, it is subject to local approvals, and we certainly hope that Boone County and, and Lebanon um, shares our vision for an innovation and research district on the 50-yard line between Indianapolis and Purdue. We, we think it's a good idea. I call it center court. You call it 50-yard line. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. But, you know, I'm competitive, and I, I, I don't know why that Indiana doesn't have its own research triangle park, right? We're, we have as talented people. We have as good, if not better, business climate. Um, we have as good, if not better, universities, and we and we have workforce and, and innovation going on. So why aren't we able to compete with a research, research triangle park type approach? And so, um, I, I again, I, I I shoot higher and and, and think that um, we should have our own research triangle park. And there's over 200 companies and 25 million square feet of innovation going on. And uh, at that park right now, and and that's the vision for that for that corridor. Um, and so, I, I just think you know we have what's going on. You got it. He got the scoop too. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yes, sir. Well, I think the, the consumer's voice is heard loudest and moves markets the fastest. And in, in my opinion, it is no longer just the big eat the small. It's the fast eat the slow. 
and the world is getting smaller and smaller. So the tank swimming with sharks is much closer proximity to one another. Competition gets fiercer and fiercer, and capital is going to go find the safest, most secure, most certain, most predictable plot of property on planet Earth. And because of our connectivity, um, the remoteness is being taken out of it. At least these are the conversations that that we're having um, as of late. And so when this is an advantage for a state like Indiana, who has room to grow, whether it be in Boone County, that's explosive already, um, or the rest of rural Indiana. Had a conversation with a tech company in Davos about Advantage Indiana because of the rural availability that we have to offer and the desire, the courage, the will, the commitment to connect with them. And oftentimes, you have the property, but not the financial wherewithal. We do. We have both. And um, obviously, if you want to stay in business, you've got to be growing, especially during tough times. And Indiana offers, as I said, this oasis of, of growth because of the tax and regulatory environment and all the things that I listed before. Um, companies at a record pace uh, are making investments to the tune of about $14 billion already in five months. We're not to June yet, and our pipeline is full. So that is the market that I'm responding to, and they are and we are putting our money where our mouth is. Sure. Hope so. <laughs> well, I think we're more competitive because we're leaning into it and we're offering it. So, yes, I think we're more competitive and we would have been less. Um, and I, I say that armed with the knowledge that other states are going this route as well. There's a handful at the moment, but it won't take long for another handful and then another handful to say, oh my gosh, we're getting flown over. Indiana is not getting flown over anymore. If you do, it's at your own peril. And uh, same can be said about some of our usual suspect competitors, suspects. And um, so every tool, we'll go back in January and ask for more tools. We're never gonna, we're never gonna stop. Just like an IndyCar, tweaking after every lap, learning, looking at the data, letting that drive our decisions on how we can compete for uh, the the uh, the jobs that we want and the careers that we want, and the industries of the future that we want. And so, yeah, we're gonna look into how do we get more hypersonics? How do we get more? Um, microelectronics, how do we get into more space, how do we get into more defense, how do we get into fill in the blank, um, tech, etc., more um, potential uh, hospitality events. Um, all of this requires you to reevaluate every single month, not year. You can't wait for a year. You better be ready to uh, go to the legislature in January right, right now. 
This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.